As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Charles and I as we talk about financial choices because they matter. And that is the name of the podcast, Financial Choices Matter. Make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. We had a good show this week. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the news, actually really more the inflation side versus the Ukraine stuff. And we're also going to talk about guessing in retirement, and that's never a good idea. <laughs> what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Hey, we're fine. Spring is here. People that live in the valley and are listening to us understand that. Uh, but uh, nothing, nothing new. Same old, same old. Yeah. Um, so Pl- plenty new just, in the world. But what? But, oh well. Yeah. yeah. Good grief. When isn't there? I, so, it just seems like the, a couple of years of just never ending, just getting slapped about the head and face. You know. Yeah. Well, hey. If you wanted it boring, go. That, I don't know well, where you. I don't know what you would do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On this rock, you're, you're, it is what it is. But listen, there's a lot going on. Obviously, the the Ukraine stuff has got everybody's attention. But within that, we still are dealing with this mega inflation, and it's probably they're saying it's going to get a little worse here. I noticed that they're not willing to use the word hyperinflation, but if you look at the definition, it's kind of what it is. But I want anyway. I want to get your take on this, Charles, because you've been doing this a long time. But we're at forty plus year <laughs> highs, right? Uh, yeah. Since the 80s, uh, yeah. since the early 80s, and there's talk that the Fed is finally going to get around and maybe raising the rates. Uh, some are yeah. saying four times, some are saying five or six times. Right. What's your thoughts on this whole thing about raising rates and the inflation? And I mean, the numbers haven't okay. come in for February. We could be looking at 10%. Here's my take. Uh, yes, thanks. I've been around a long time. That doesn't age me at all. But <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Well, yeah, no. It, well, no. I've but I've seen this. You've seen stuff a lot of before. stuff. Is what I'm saying. There's a, yeah, I have. You have wisdom, um, sir. The, you have wisdom. The, the, we, okay, sure. Just tell <laughs> Sherry that because I yeah. that that doesn't come up often. But I rarely win that argument. Okay. Inflation is a monetary phenomenon. It's just that simple. It's not something else. It's this current event is caused by two things. The supply chain, the goods and services produced slammed to a screeching halt globally Mm -hmm. with COVID. So stuff that could be done, stuff that could be built, services that could be provided were turned off by governments all over the world. Not for a bad reason at all, but that's exactly what happened. And then here in this country, the government through since the beginning of COVID, basically two years ago, up until today, they've dumped 40% 40% more f- money into the money supply. That's the M2 number, M2 money supply figure. Okay. That's the money, that's the amount of economic value that's out there, money that's out there in this system in this country. So when you have less stuff being produced and you have more money to spend on it, you get inflation. So let me give you an over grossly oversimplified example. All right. But there are I don't I can't remember if I said this before or not, but I keep telling people this because they don't seem to get it. The media has no clue. So don't. <laughs> there's a show. I mean, they have no clue. <laughs> right. Okay. There's 10 apples in the economy and there's $10. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much does an apple cost? Uh, a dollar each, right? A dollar each. Okay. So all of a sudden now the government has dumped 40% more money out there in the circulation. So I don't have $10 anymore. I have $14. Okay. How much? How, and I have still have 10 apples. Mm-hmm. How much is an apple going to cost? $1.40. Thank you. That's inflation. 
pretty what simple. What if you only had seven apples because supply's been right. diminished? And so on and so forth. But you have $14. Yeah. Seven apples, your dollars, you know, your apple's going to cost two bucks. Yep. That's all it is. It's a monetary phenomenon. Can we caused- teach this in school? Because no. this is pretty simple. <laughs> no, a oh, good God, they don't teach anything financial in school. No, they don't. Uh, don't that? That's a whole nother several podcasts worth of ranting and raving. Oh, on for my sure. Part. Yeah, exactly. Well, so uh, we've got this but, happening, Charles, and then we've got the you know obviously the the energy sector is the one that really just makes it all go because or not go right because the more we have these issues, the more that makes everything go up because we can't get the stuff to the places and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's economics 101 starts with supply and demand. People don't build things because they think they're cool and I hope somebody buys them. People build things and provide services because people want them. Right, right. That that need and that want and that desire comes before the production. The global supply chain thing. Uh-huh. It was like all the all the ships, cargo ships lined up off Long Beach and and uh, Los Angeles harbor trying to unload their stuff it was a very fine-tuned machine of getting the stuff that you need knowing that it was going to come within a reasonable amount of time knowing what the price was going to be blah 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 it worked really really well and then all of a sudden COVID happened and it screwed everything up yeah so and, if, the, if the rates are ticking up though and i guess that was kind of the point of my question was and thank you for explaining the you know how, how it works but if the rates are ticking up does that mean people should be thinking about doing anything because we're going to see interest rates rise Interest rates are going to rise. I mean, they have to rise. The Fed doesn't have a tool to fix this. They can do little things. They can, that's like, you know, tightening, tightening. The, the whole, we're going to raise short-term interest rates that are artificially low already because it's what they've done for years. Right. But that's not the real tool that fixes this. Nothing fixes this. Just time fixes it ultimately. Okay. There's no quick fix. There was a quick hurt. And that was dump 40% more money into the system. Right, right. But there's there's not an easy way out of it. Okay. I bought I bought my first house a long time ago. I paid 17% or 18% interest on the mortgage. Seems like crazy to say that number, doesn't it? See, no. Oh no, yeah, totally. But you could put money in a money market fund and make 15 or 16%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's all relative. It's just painful right now. And uh we'll just continuing to grow economies around the world and, you know, make reasonably decent decisions. Yeah. Well, they guessed that a lot. We'll, of this, right? we'll work our way out of it. I and mean, yeah. we just, we just will, it'll be different, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's just, well, it can feel never, like it. It can feel like it. That's for sure. It was, oh, no. especially yeah, with absolutely. everything happening, Absolutely. Um, you know, and obviously so, we guessed at a lot of ways to handle, you know, the COVID stuff. And of course now it's, you know, left and right, you know, restrictions are falling left and right. I think more and yeah. more, it's kind of realizing, look, we've, we're going to have to, we've got to move forward. It's either here to stay or gone forever. And it, it, whatever it is, well, is whatever it is. So let's continue to move. Right. You get a flu shot every year. If you get a flu shot, it's a different formula because yeah. it changes. So I mean, the vi- viruses are smarter than we are. Yeah, right. That's funny. I, I mean, seriously, it, no, think true. About it. It's that, very true. We it can't is. figure them out. They have us totally figured out. They just change. And and they're just these little single cell things, and they've got us beat. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, so I anyway. was kind of using that as a segue to say we yeah. we've guessed at a lot of the train a lot of the things to try to do through COVID. Many of them been wrong, have been wrong. Some of them have been right. Um, and so you don't want to guess at retirement because the same kind of thing. You might get a couple things right, but more than likely you're going to get a number of things wrong. Oh yeah. So guessing in retirement, uh, how much money are we going to need? Monthly money are we going to need, Charles? You know, would, wouldn't you rather kind of know this versus just say, well, okay, we 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 need five thousand dollars a month now, hun. Um, I guess that's what we'll need when we retire. Yeah. So I've never found 
great financial success guessing. Um, I don't think anybody else ever had either. Right. I do think the thing that happens is not only do you need to know how much stuff is going to cost, you need to know how much income you're going to have from what sources. Right. I've never had anybody complain about having too much money. <laughs> no. So, so that would be the, to me, that would be the premise that you want to work towards. Make sure you have more than enough, but you need to know then why, you know, what, what are you spending now? And I say this probably every other, every second or third or fourth podcast is Whenever we give people uh, the, the worksheet that they have to fill out to tell us how where they spend the money and make them make them do the hard work, no one has ever said, "Wow, that's way less than I thought," and I knew exactly where every penny went. No yeah, one's ever yeah, said exactly. that. It's like, holy crap, well, this is hard, and I had yeah. no idea spend it much that much on this. Well, because I mean, we, we're guessing at it, right? Because we're just kind yeah. of guessing at what we spend. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So you've got to know how much you're going to make. You have to know how much, how many dollars you have right now. Well, how can you turn that into something? income-wise, to pay for the things that you want to continue to do going forward in retirement. Yeah. And how much do you spend? Because you're going to spend different. Um, and that spending plan is the key, right? I mean, we can, yeah. you call it the income yeah. plan or whatever you want, but spending plan is, you know, what's yeah. going out, right? Yeah. People call it a budget. I hate that. I've said this over and over and over again. It's a spending plan. Plan how you're going to spend it. You're in control. Budget's like a diet. Somebody yeah. else tells you what to do. Yeah. Because you, you, <laughs> yeah. you know you're going to spend it. So why yeah. not just call it what it is? It's a spending plan. How much can yeah. we spend, right? How much can we spend? Okay. I mean, it's like you've got it sort of figured out on a regular basis. And, you know, the next point would be, so... How, what what do you have in a, do you have an emergency fund and is it really for an emergency? I've always said an emergency fund is not because something goes on sale at Costco and you want to go cash in on a big screen TV that's cool. Right, uh, right. it's for an emergency for God's sake. Yeah. That's why it's called an emergency fund. And right, you need to have enough in there. But then there are other big purchases as you get into retirement that you have to be thinking about and planning for within reason. A new car, a new roof. We just had a new hot water heater done. That was fun. We caught it before it flooded the whole house. Oh, that's but, good. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, just stuff like that. It's, you've got to have that needs to be factored in. Did yours, did, did the, uh, did the hot water tank, did the, like the bottom rust out or whatever? And, you know, the, it, was, it started leaking. No, it just, it just started leaking. Mm, I don't okay. know that it rusted out. Oh, okay. Um, and, it, and we caught it. We caught you, it early. Thank did you God. happen to notice like a, a smell in the water before that happened? Cause mine started uh -huh. doing that. And a lot of times they say when it starts to smell like eggs or whatever, that your tank is. <laughs> Your tank is getting ready to go. So I, I just called somebody to come out and take a look at mine as well. Kind of interesting that you just brought that up. So. Uh, yeah, but it was like, I, I honestly got, I heard a funny noise. It's the, my sink in the bathroom is just on the other side of the wall from the hot water heater. Mm. And when it, when it's, you know, reheating, it's, you hear it. Sure. But yeah. This, yeah, sound, yeah. this sounded different and I couldn't figure it out. And I looked down at the floor under my, my sink and it was like, oh crap, that's wet. There we go. <laughs> that's the problem. And we went out there and turned it off turned off the water of the hot water heater really quickly, but then the whole thing has to basically continue to leak out. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's and, a great point though, those major purchases, right? Yeah. So you the emergency fund. So would that be the emergency fund or would that be the no. or that be the major purchase? Well, yo, that would be an emergency fund in my opinion. But okay. if you know, I mean uh, the one we had wasn't that old. It was six years old, seven years old. Gotcha. I don't know if the, the water down here is hard in Arizona. Right. Um uh, in, in must in many places. It's it is hard on hot water. I mean, it's just hard on those things. Some things, you know, your dishwasher is going to eventually die, or something else is going to die. I mean, so we're not you're, guess, you're gonna, again not guessing at this, right? I mean, you can so establishing no, no. an emergency fund. We talk a lot about that. Was it three six? You know, three months, six months, whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how do you guess or how do you plan for major purchases? 
You well, you just sort of factor them in periodically. They're not all going to happen in the, probably the same six month period. Well, of time. unless Murphy doesn't like you very well. <clears throat> well, that's true. So <laughs> he doesn't like me very well. So sometimes that seems to all bunch well, up at once. Yeah, I don't blame him. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Hey. So, I, well, okay. So with those major purchases, though, Charles, we can go right back into the same question we just started with, which is inflation, because now huh? this stuff is even more than it would have been. So you got to, yeah. you can't guess. All right. Even let's take out the situation that we're in now. And just think, think normal time period, normal retirement, whatever. Don't guess at inflation. Plan for it because it's there yeah. regardless. Yeah, it's always there. I mean, think about it. Did you did the last car you bought cost more than the first house you ever bought? Well, not me because I'm not as old as you, but yeah. Well, I, well thank you. <laughs> uh, but for people getting closer to retirement, they go, oh, God, yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. No, yeah. but it, it was close, though, right. actually. Yeah. Okay. The other one that I love the most mm-hmm. is the post, postage stamp. Okay. You deliver a first-class piece of letter or a piece of mail. It does. It's never changed. That's all it does. It, it gets <laughs> something right. from this place to that place. Yep. Yeah, one function. US, yeah. U.S. Postal Service. In 1933, it was a three-cent stamp. Uh-huh. In 1970, it was six cents. In 1980, it was 15 cents. It's 58, I think, or 59 cents today. Yeah, there you go. It's the same service. It's exactly the same service. That's but it costs more to you know for the carriers and the trucks yeah. and the delivery the and the moving all the stuff all, yeah all the stuff yeah so I, I always I called it the snicker bar effect you know because when I used yeah. to go to high school I used to love to stop at the gas station in the morning even if I didn't need gas and get myself a Mountain Dew and a Snickers bar and I could get both for a dollar right I could hand them a dollar and I could get both the you know, sixteen ounce can of drink and and a Snickers bar for less than a dollar right even with the tax and uh, you know you can't do that now right. So now it's like $2 or whatever the case is. Yeah. And yeah. of course, the Snickers bar is even smaller. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, yes. And then they shrink the size of the packaging. Exactly. So inflation is yeah. going to be there. And then you couple oh, in yeah. the fact that what we're in right now, Charles, and it, you know, if your hot water tank went out, which yours did, it probably wound up costing you more than it might have due to the problems we're dealing with. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't look at it that way. I just wrote them a check. But I mean, it could, right? So no, if you're, no, yeah, if you're yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, retirement. Yeah. I got a new hot water heater a couple of years ago. I know that within the next six years, Let's just say I'm going to need another one. Is it going to be the same cost as it was the two years ago? Uh-uh, it won't be. Well, and hopefully people think that way, but sometimes we don't, right? And that's the kind of the point well, they, of the podcast is they because do we kind if of they guess. work with me. Well, that's true, but we're talking well, about those that don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we tend to guess at these things, and that's not a good idea. That's why a good strategy in working with someone that can help you with this stuff is a good idea, which is why we do the podcast, right? Yeah, I think uh, so. So anyway, let's do, <laughs> let's do the final one on this list because we're getting all silly here. But uh, healthcare costs, you know, <sighs> well, a lot of people are guessing at this, but A, because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to look at it. They want to face it. They don't think about it. But I think... You know, anybody with half a brain is going to say, look, the smart money is on the fact that it's all going up. So how do I strategize for it? Because I cannot guess at this. The the healthcare thing is really not something that people, I think, want to wrap their head around and truly come to grips with. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole the concept is for, you know, if you can plan ahead and there are things that you can do absolutely to plan ahead. You know, don't go broke in a nursing home. Right. And right. that's what scares the heck out of people. Sure. As they as they get older. And, I, and we understand that. That's why we went out and and have been doing more and more and more in this area to get more than proficient at it, to become somewhat of an expert in some of this stuff. You can move a dollar over from this bucket of money into a different bucket of money that provides some long-term care benefits and turn it into four or five dollars worth of care. Mm-hmm. Um, those those things are out there now. You just need to talk to somebody that understands what it is. And if that's something that's a concern to you, there are solutions. 
that are way more interesting and, and creative than they ever have been before. So, and you talk about that got, added thing you've done, like the CDP stuff, correct? This, yeah, the Certified Dementia Practitioner, which is, from our perspective, is completely just focused on making sure that you know we provide the financial solutions people have if and when they ever need long-term care. And if they don't need it, then the dollars that they've put in that long-term care potential spending bucket doesn't go away. It goes, you know, passes on to whomever they want it to go to. Yeah. And even in normal so, inflationary times, uh, healthcare has been outpacing uh, oh, yeah. regular inflation for a while yeah. now. Yeah. That and that and education costs, but yeah. that's a whole different, the education thing is a whole different story. Yeah. For, so for people, people that, you know, aren't going to, unless they're trying to pay for grandkids' college, right, uh, right. The, the educational components aren't that big a deal. Yeah. We can't do the ostrich thing. We can definitely not ignore it because it's going to continue to be an issue. So the whole point of the podcast, you know, this week was, you know, let's not guess at these things because there's enough of that no. going on at the higher level sometimes that we have got to strategize. And maybe you could easily, easily put that into the planning for things you can't predict, but it is what it is. You've got to take some time and some, and, uh, and put some application to that. So as always, if if you need help, reach out to Charles uh, and Sherry and have a conversation. Always check with a qualified professional like Charles. He is a fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management. And we'll finish off real quick with an email question. We'll wrap up this week on the podcast. Uh, shoot an email over at PelotonCapital.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there as well at PelotonCapital.com. But we'll knock it off here with this email from George and Glendale. Okay. And he says, uh, hey, Charles, I have all my retirement savings in my one IRA. Should I move it someplace else or spread it around to be more diversified? Well, George, you, you, I think you've got some definitions of what you've got. An individual retirement account is just an account. You don't have to have multiple retirement account, I mean, IRAs, if you don't want to, mm -hmm. but you can certainly diversify what you own inside that account. Right, right. So if you've only got railroad stocks or utility stocks, and you might want to diversify into some other things. You know, if you've only got American companies, you might be surprised that they're actually doing business all over the world. So you really are globally diversified, but you might want to do that. You might only have stocks and you might want to buy some fixed income or other things like that. So you can diversify inside that IRA. Yeah, you can hold a lot retirement. of things in an IRA. You can, yeah, you can put a whole bunch of stuff in there. You can buy gold if you wanted to buy gold. You can't buy the coin, but you can buy the proxy for the coin. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there's so it's it's the account itself. You can do anything inside and you can certainly diversify if you don't feel you are. But you don't have to have multiple accounts. That just makes it more complicated. Right? You need to get a bunch sure. of other statements. Right. So, no, so he's got the right setup here. He just needs to maybe have yeah. someone take a look and see what he holds in it. To yeah. see how it's diverse because maybe he's all in large cap or maybe he's all in whatever, right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Oh, go and, ahead, and a lot, yeah, I hope so. I mean, there a lot of times a new client will come on board and we will then, you know, take their four IRAs and 401ks and everything else and stump them into one because you don't yeah. need all those other Well, ones. you go through it and analyze what they've got, right? So, yeah. by looking yeah. at this for George, you'll be able to say, okay, you know what? You're actually, here's, here's your diversification. Yeah. You actually spread out in these different things. Or, no, you're right. You've got one IRA, but you also have it all in just one, you know, one type one of asset. One idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One asset class. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, okay. that's, that's, don't, don't overthink it, George. There you go, George. Uh, well, if you're not working at an advisor and it sounds like you probably aren't, then reach out to Charles if you'd like them to go through that and let you know what all do you do have so you can see if you are diversified in the IRA. But yeah, the definition was a little off there. So hopefully that helps you out, my friend. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the podcast. As always, again, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff, as I mentioned before. And we will see you next time here on the podcast. This has been Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles, thanks for hanging out, my friend. It's always fun, Mark. We'll do it again in a couple of weeks. We'll see you soon right here on the program.
Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.